0: And welcome to another exciting episode of She Said, She Said's Hashtag Eye Candy series in which we celebrate and honor Internet movers and shakers who are ideal. These incredible men and women are interesting, innovative, and iconic. Hence, we fondly refer to them as eye candy. I'm Lena Stag, the culinary chef and your co-host of She Said She Said, and I'm the author of the Recipe Records series of rock and roll cookbooks, which are now available on Amazon. They are lots of fun, full of good food and great rock and roll stories, facts and trivia. So please check them out at LenaStag.com, and hey, while you're there, sign up for my free newsletter and my rock and roll blog and make plans to come and see me in person September 20th and 21st at Beatles at the Ridge, which is a free Beatles festival and symposium in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, where I'll be joined by some of the most respected Beatles authors, experts, artists, and musicians in the United States, including the rock and roll detective Jim Birkenstadt, the author of the Beetle Who Vanished, The Life of Jimmy Nickel, Art Schreiber, an outstanding journalist for the Westinghouse Network who traveled along with the Beatles on the 1964 North American Tour, and Ken North, the collector of the incredible Meet the Lookalikes exhibit of art which pays tribute to Beatles' record covers and the Beatles themselves. Those are just three of the incredible guests that you'll enjoy at The Ridge, and I'll be there to welcome you along with someone who is here with me,
1: waiting in the wings. <laughs> hey, Lena. Hey, guys. I will be at Beatles at The Ridge with bells on, in fact. And for those of you who are new to She Said, She Said, I'm Lena's trusty sidekick, Jude Sutherland Kessler author of the John Lennon series which is a highly crazily researched and documented nine volume narrative history detailing the life of John and of course if you tell John's story you have to tell the story of his mates the Beatles now four of the books in the nine volume series ...are already out in print. Book four, Should Have Known Better, has been out for about nine months now, and it tells the story of John and the lads during the height of Beatlemania, 1964, the year of Beatlemania. You can go explore that new volume, read chapters from each of the books on my website, com. And while you're there, just as Lena said a few minutes ago, I invite you to sign up for my newsletter because I always offer some great discounts and gifts and surprises via the newsletter. And just like Lena, I am really looking forward to seeing each one of you at Beatles at the Ridge. And again, because I think people don't really hear this sometimes, this is a free Beatles Festival and Symposium. Symposiums are very expensive, and we do two days full of speakers and films. We're going to be showing Living in the Material World, the George Harrison, this Martin Scorsese George Harrison biography. We are going to have great guests, great speakers, free September 20th and 21st in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, and I am so excited about it. I'm also excited about seeing you before that. In Chicago, August the 9th through the 11th for the very best day of the year, the best weekend of the year, the Chicago Fest for Beatles fans, where, as Carol and Mark Lepidos have always promised, a splendid time is guaranteed for all. It's always a blast. So do not miss it.
0: Absolutely. You need to mark your calendars for these both of these great dates coming up. And in August, we will have as our guest Tom Frangione of Sirius XM Radio's Beatles Channel, and he's going to tell us more about the Chicago Fest for Beatles fans. Tom has been an integral part of the happening that is our beloved Fest for more than 30 years, and he not only MCs the Beatles trivia game, but he also participates on many of the scholarly panels as well, and keep things going for our fearless leaders, Mark and Carol Lapidus, who founded the Fest. So we're excited to have Tom, Grace, our August. She said, she said, which is, incredibly enough, just around the corner.
1: It is. It's crazy. Our summer lineup is amazing, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show, but we are thrilled to get to our guest who is waiting in the wings. He is the very gifted son of a true rock music icon. The one and only Harry Nilsson, whose song, Put the Lime in the Coconut, you Mm -hmm. heard at the top of the show. So, Mm -hmm. Very truthfully, our guest has inherited his dad's passion and love for music, and these days it's his lifeline. He is fighting a fierce battle with cancer, and he found that he feels more positive and more relaxed and full of healing when he's singing. So he's created a YouTube channel to do just that, and we are thrilled to be able to speak with him about this project As we welcome to She Said, She Said, Mr. Zach Nielsen. Zach, it is so good to have you on She Said, She Said.
2: Well, thank you. Happy to be here.
0: We are just very delighted to have you here, Zach, and know that you have a lot going on. As Jude was saying, you are battling cancer right now, and you have discovered a very brilliant, unique way to combat it and to make yourself feel more like yourself via music. So tell us about what you're doing and how it might help others who are fighting serious illness.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it, I call it canceroke. Uh, it's, it's just me doing uh, what I call mediocre karaoke because I'm not all that good at it. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, charming, it's charming. I, uh, it's charming.
2: <laughs> it, it, the idea just came to me because I have this karaoke machine at home, and I just decided uh, one day to just start singing and recording it for no other reason than for my own amusement. Um, <laughs> and then I just uh, started uploading, and uh, and it turned into this Kansaroki channel. Um, so I, I just do it because I, I found that it it helps me feel a little better physically if I exercise my lungs and singing muscles. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm not all that good at it, but it amuses me, so I just keep doing it.
0: I think it's terrific, and I love how you also, um, you throw in history, you know, some, some music trivia behind the artists that you are um, portraying on the, you know, through the karaoke, and I, that always adds a, a really fun element to it also, and you did have a really, really cute uh, co-singer one day <laughs> on
1: CBR Oh, yeah, that, was,
2: uh, <laughs> right, that was my dog, Logan. Uh, he, Aww. He, sometimes when I'm singing, he, uh, he howls along with me, so uh, <laughs> he gets to participate, which he enjoys.
1: I love it. And you're trying to get 100 people to follow the page, so we want everybody that's listening out there to, to go to YouTube and it's cancer karaoke. And Zach, do you allow people to record their own on there? Or are they? What's the what's the deal? Can anybody participate?
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, I have a little blurb out there that just says if you if you if you're suffering from cancer or or you just want to join the cause, you can uh, record your own, send it to me. Uh, all of my info is on the YouTube page and on my Facebook page, and uh, and I'll post it up.
1: Oh, I love that. I love it. Well, obviously, music was a huge part of your life growing up. And although you lost your dad when you were 23, I I know you have such wonderful memories of him and his friends and all those it must have been so exciting to during your growing up years occasionally meet some of these great music legends I know that one of the people you were really fortunate to meet was George Harrison so tell us if you don't mind about your meeting with George and I believe Olivia was there as well and I believe that it was in one of George's very favorite places
2: oh yeah Um, that's a good story I was in London with Harry, uh, because he was recording a song for the movie *The Fisher King*, and uh, one day after a session, we uh, we just drove out to George Harrison's house, which used to be a monastery. Um, and and uh, we we got there, and George was just walking around in his garden, power walking actually, <laughs> and uh, and he invited us in, and we spent uh, a good three or four hours there. George showed us around his house, and uh, and he showed us his studio in the house. And one of the most impressive things, actually, there was in the studio, on the wall were all of his guitars. There <laughs> were something mm. like 40-something guitars, all of them. The Beatles guitars, the, the guitars, Eric Clapton, any Given uh, guitars mm. from Jimi Hendrix. It was amazing. Um, it, it's when you see something like that that you get the sense that you're in the presence of an actual, real legend, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we spent the rest of the day, we had lunch. Uh, it was just uh, five of us. It was me and Harry and, and George and Olivia and Danny. And uh, we just had lunch in his kitchen and talked. And for me, it was amazing because to, to speak to someone like George Harrison outside of the public eye, uh, just in his, you know, his own home setting, was eye-opening. It was, it was really amazing to get to know the man himself outside of you know, the, the media circus and everything else outside yeah. of the public opinion. And uh, that's that remains in my mind uh, one of the greatest experiences I've ever had.
1: Mm-hmm. How old well, were you, you then?
2: Oh, yeah, I was, uh, let's see, what, how old was I? I was about 20 years old when we did that.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Did well, you want to ask something, Lina? Well, I was just going to comment that it's, like um y- you know this intangible person, you know, this godlike person that um you don't even feel like it, you know really exists and then there you are in their home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um that's you know, it had to have been just quite a moving experience even for yeah, a 20-year-old, you know you you've you oh, recognized yeah. the the power of that event, yeah,
2: I mean wow. at twenty years old, I, I knew who the Beatles were and how how you know big they were, the biggest band in the world ever, so yeah. meeting George was really spectacular because it turns out when it's just him and his family and no one else really, uh, he was a really nice guy, very kind, very warm, you know and we just talked about regular things,
1: yeah that's amazing so amazing well i know that of course george wasn't the only Beatle who loved your dad and and has wonderful memories of recording with him because paul mccartney certainly has a great affection for harry and i know that you recently received a letter from paul telling you exactly that so if you don't mind would you mind sharing that with us oh yeah
2: yeah um i was diagnosed with cancer uh, this past january and uh out of the blue, one day I got a, a letter in the mail, and it was from Paul McCartney. And <laughs> it was—it's uh, on his own stationery, and uh, mm-hmm. I can—I uh, can read it to you if you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I have it right here. It's dated uh, February 4th, so just a little while after I was diagnosed. And it says, uh, "Dear Zach, uh, Paul McCartney here. Stephen <laughs> Kalinich, who is a mutual friend of ours." wrote to me to let me know that you're about to have chemo, so I'm sending you this note to encourage you to be strong and positive. I was very privileged to know your dad, whom I knew as a lovely guy and a great talent. I wish you the very best of luck with the treatment. My wife Nancy went through it years ago and stuck with it, even though she hated it. And she is now better and well, except for the fact that she is married to me. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, sending the very best vibrations to you. Be well, love, Paul. And that caught me by surprise, because it's it, literally out of the blue, like with no warning or anything. And I've mm-hmm. never actually met Paul in person. This letter comes in, and it really, really affected me.
0: Wow. is yes, uh, that is a very, really emotional words that he um, that he wrote, and uh, that's really, really touching.
1: Yeah, you, you probably just... Uh, Change my whole opinion because, you know, I'm such a John girl that uh, I tend to really, you know, not be as big on Paul. But I tell you what, that was a nice, kind, positive, and funny letter. So kudos to Mr. McCartney for that one.
2: Yeah, you know, it's hard. When you're somebody as as famous as Paul or George or anyone else like that, um, it's all about public image and public opinion. You know, you never really know who the person is behind all that. Uh, sometimes you get something like this that gives you a little glimpse into who they really are.
1: Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So
2: that was, I really appreciated
1: that. I'll never forget that. That that will be with me the rest of my life. That was amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us so much. Uh, oh, sure. Very cool, very cool. Well, speaking of the great John Lennon, uh, I know your dad was a – Very, very close friend of John during the so erroneously labeled "lost weekend," which of course wasn't a weekend. It was 18 months that John spent in Los Angeles, and it definitely was not lost. It was a very extremely productive time for John, uh, inspired by the muse of May Pang, who was just so wonderful for him. And in April of that year, John was in a television interview, asked who his favorite American recording artist was, and without batting an eye, he responded, Nielsen. Uh, Your dad gave us so many classic songs. I mean, if you... You just can almost not keep from batting tears back when you hear Can't Live If Living Without You. It it is a beautiful song. Uh, Harry's an icon, but of course, to you, he was dad. So tell us a little bit about the man behind the legend.
2: Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, that's exactly it. He was dad to me uh, as I was growing up. And, you know, when you're younger, you don't really understand everything about someone's musical career right you just Mm -hmm. you don't really get it Mm -hmm. so it was the same for me uh harry was just my dad and uh and he was a great dad i mean unfortunately he and my mom got divorced when i was real young uh like i was four something like that uh but i would come down to visit harry uh as the years went by and uh when i did we we did all kinds of stuff together he went out of his way to make sure that we spent time together when i come to visit him and always took the time to make sure that I was happy that, you know, everything was working out well. It's hard mm-hmm. to describe because it, not only were my parents divorced, but one of them was this famous musician. And it seems like that's an impossible situation to overcome for a kid. But really, Harry, uh, Harry was a family man at heart. All he really wanted was a family. Um, I don't think he could make it work on the surface. Like, all of his interests sort of conflicted with that. But that's what he really wanted. So he always felt really guilty that he and my mom got divorced. And he always tried to make up for it when I came down to visit. So as far as my relationship with Harry went, it was really good. If not, you know, I I didn't live with him all the time. But uh, it was still really good. And we still did a lot of things together. And I have really fond memories of of all of it, despite the divorce and everything else.
0: Well, that's, you know, a lot of... A lot of families experience uh, that trauma, and um, you were fortunate that y- you had good, ex- you know, good experiences coming from that, and had quality experiences with him, and um, that that is what is important, and probably um, what I. What I'm leading into is um, a performance that I saw as on YouTube as well of a song tribute that you wrote for Harry. And tell a little, tell us a little bit about um, about that song.
2: Oh yeah, well uh, every year in LA we do this uh, Harry Nelson birthday show uh, near near his birthday, and a bunch of musicians come in. We all play Harry music for three or four hours, and it's amazing. And uh, I wanted to do something for the show, so rather than singing one of Harry's songs, I wrote a song about Harry and sang that instead, from my perspective. It's called "A Bigger Man" because um, it's how I see him. I always saw him as this as this giant redwood tree of a man who would uh, who was kind and to me all the time, and and I just respected him so much, and and that's what the song is about. It's about how he would do anything for a friend, and 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 all the good qualities that I saw in him all the time. And, I, I, you know, being a public figure, you don't always get to see that side of, of Harry. You know, a lot of people just see The Lost Weekend, you know, with John Lennon and getting drunk all the time and and uh, the Hollywood mm-hmm. vampires and all of that. And they don't see this other side of Harry where he's a family man. And he did get remarried, and he had six kids with the second marriage. And they're all my half-brothers and sisters, and I love all of them. And we have this amazing relationship together because of Harry because that's what he wanted, and he made it happen.
0: That's terrific. Well, I know that um, we are a, a more Beatles based show and we like to talk about the Beatles but um, and and we really appreciate hearing you talk about George and Paul those are those are incredible experiences. But are there other musicians that were quote in your life that influenced and shaped your passion for music?
2: Oh yeah, tons of musicians. I mean, I I, I haven't I haven't really met all that many famous musicians, but you know, Randy Newman, Van Dyke Parks, um, these are all friends of Harry's. Yeah, and uh, they're <laughs> very cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as musicians who inspired me personally there's i was a child of the 80s i mean i was born in the 70s but i started listening to my own music in the 80s so i was influenced musically by a lot of 80s artists like uh like prince and
1: mm-hmm. and the
2: fix and a lot of 80s acts like that um as far as uh, musicians that i've met in person it's it's more like yeah like randy newman was was amazing to talk to when I when I met him uh, he gave me a big hug because Mm -hmm. everyone I meet who is friends of Harry's uh, treats me like I'm family because that's how much they loved Harry they don't even need Mm -hmm. to know me they just need to know that I was Harry's kid so therefore you know they want to give me a hug and and it's it's uh, it's incredible the kind of family that has been generated in the music industry because of Harry
0: Wow that's terrific Okay, so I I know that we want to increase the followers on your Cancer Oki YouTube page and, um, you know, spread the word, because I think this is inspirational for those of you that might be going through cancer and other health issues yourself. And, heck, um, I'm just crazy, and... um, so I'm thinking I might submit a karaoke uh, oh, yeah. performance because I'm just crazy. So, <laughs> um, But, Zach, tell us where everybody can find you at um, Facebook and Twitter or Instagram or anything, um, any other sites that people could follow and see what you're uh, up sure. to. Oh, sure.
2: Yeah, um, on YouTube for the Cancer page, it's youtube.com slash C. Slash Canceroki, or if you just go to YouTube and in the search bar just type in Canceroki and it'll come up. Um, I'm on Twitter at uh, at xaqtly, or you can just search for Zach Nelson. And I'm on Facebook uh, as Zach Nelson, and uh, I post uh, my Canceroki videos on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. So it's pretty easy to find and check it out. It's fun. It's like I said, it's mediocre karaoke. <laughs> I, love uh, I just it. do it I think it's because, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, just, just, I do it because it makes me feel better and it's fun. Yeah.
0: Yep, I love it. I think it's spectacular. And it's spelled cancer, C-A-N-C-E-R-O-K-E. And Zach's name is spelled Zach, Z-A-K-N-I-L-S-S-O-N. And another... Um, I'm gonna to to stop I don't I lost my train of thought <laughs> so, so Rand can cut out my got it got my, it uh, i'm twenty seven got it okay okay um, well, Zach, if you don't mind, we're going to close the show with one of your canceroki songs, and we want to thank you so much for coming on the program and giving us some personal insight to some of the wonderful people that most of us are not dear friends, but public personalities, as um, you were saying earlier, um, fans feel connected to celebrities via the, their craft, whether it's art or music or acting. And, and when the children of those celebrities emerge, this wonderful thing happens, usually wonderful, where those children are are consequently received into the hearts of the fans as well. And I think that is obviously what has happened with you and and Harry's friends. They just just are going to welcome you into their hearts as they did Harry. So we really um, appreciate hearing all of the wonderful stories and um, knowing that you enjoyed all of these events and, and enjoyed these people as real people. So thank you for allowing the fans of your father and the Beatles to get a peek into the unique experiences that you have and we wish you so, so much um, good fortune and good health and are, are hopeful that you, are, you beat the, this cancer very quickly.
2: Yeah, me too. Thanks, I really appreciate that.
1: Thank you, Zach. Uh, yeah, we I, loved I, having you on here. I will. Uh, I promise you, I will carry that Paul McCartney story with me for the rest of my life. Thank you so much.
2: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing.
0: Yeah, there's there. That is an amazing comment to come from Jude Sutherland Kessler. <laughs> <And>, yeah. <laughs> um, so that that was groundbreaking, right there. <laughs> so before we play out with one of Zach's songs I want to remind you all that next month we'll have part two of our highly popular interview with rock and roll hall of fame member and lead guitarist for the cars Elliot Easton Elliot's last show was off the charts great I'm smiling so much remembering it so don't miss part two you are going to love it here's to food for thought food for the soul and food for the love of rock and roll.
1: Ta rah and shine on. You grew up
2: poor and it grew a fast. It's harvest of love compassion. and compassion. Pay your bills. Was a
1: bigger man than me taller
0: than But three, a bigger
2: man than me I'm down to 203 was a bigger man than me He wrote songs using words like Surreptitiously was a bigger man than me He'd do you all any favor And he'd do it for free it was a bigger man than me.